0: last 15 years have seen a boom in civil war art if you want to buy an illustration of a civil war scene you can find just about well not just about any scene some scenes don't show up which ones do and don't we'll find out from our guest gary gallagher when we return on civil war talk radio
1: hey y'all this is stephen cochran As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you.
0: You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. I'm Jerry Prokopovich, talking today with author and history professor Gary Gallagher, whose new book, Causes One, Lost and Forgotten, deals with how Hollywood has shaped Americans' popular views of the Civil War, and also talks about art, which we'll get to in a minute. I should note that we are uh, uh, having our conversation today on on June 6th of 2008, uh, the anniversary of the Allied landings at D-Day, which in turn spawned many movies uh, from Saving Private Ryan to... uh, uh, the Longest Day and others. It also uh, happens to be my wife's birthday. If I were ever to forget that, it would be D Day at this house, I can tell you. Um, but I didn't. Uh, things are, are good on that front. Gary, we talked about movies, and, and, and the bulk of your book concerns that, and, and every listener of the show is going to want to get this book. It's got the illustrations from the films, it's really an interesting read. Uh, but you also talk about Civil War art, not not the great art of uh, Forbes or Winslow Homer, so much as contemporary art. Uh, talk about that. What, what?
1: What? Who does this art and who buys it? Well, the, it is. It's the art. The art that I looked at is the art that's advertised in the popular Civil War magazine, Civil War Times Illustrated, uh, North and South, Blue and Gray, and so forth. Which is, I assume. The art that people with an interest in the Civil War buy, Civil War buffs, or at least students of the Civil War. So it's a very different audience from the one that goes to films. Uh, it's an audience that I think brings a great deal more uh, interest and background about the war uh, to their decision to purchase a piece of art than the people who go to films would bring. Uh, the, the leading artists uh, are Mort Kunstler, and uh, Don Troiani and Dale Gallen, uh, John Paul Strain. I mean, there are a handful of artists, I think, who are most prominent in this field and almost certainly uh, sell the most pieces. The most interesting thing to me about comparing themes in art and themes in films is that whereas The Lost Cause is retreating in terms of how Hollywood deals with the Civil War, it's absolutely ascendant in the world of recent Civil War art. That is, Confederate subjects are painted far more often uh, than Union subjects. Uh, Lee, far more often than Grant, for example. Uh, Gettysburg is is also uh, very much at the center of things. It's the center of much of the lost cause concern about the war as well as the great turning point, the great high water mark, and so forth. The most painted United States figure in this art is Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. Uh, which shows, and the most most of the other Union figures who are painted quite frequently also happen to be at Gettysburg. Uh, there's also a, a good deal of attention to the Irish Brigade uh, in uh, on the Union side, but all of those uh, Union topics are not painted nearly as often, except Joshua Chamberlain, as the Confederates are. That's it's just interesting.
0: We had uh, Don Trani, was on this show, uh, June June tenth two 2005, mm-hmm. for listeners who want to check the archives and hear his uh, view. And uh, my recollection is he did not personally uh, have much of a lost cause interpretation.
1: Uh, oh, I interpretation. don't think, I'm not saying that any of the artists have a lost cause interpretation. I think that, uh, I mean, I would assume uh, that, the, that they're good businessmen, and that I think the market is there for the lost cause art. I don't think it's. I, I don't think we should infer anything about their, their personal views of the war. Uh, I think that these are the things uh, that tell I I've t- I talked to a lot of gallery, owners in the course of doing this, and they would even in Gettysburg, which the last time I checked was not in a former Confederate state, and not in a place where the Confederacy won a battle, but th- there. Uh, they said that the people who were running the gallery said that Confederate pieces outsell Union pieces 10 or 15 to 1.
0: So it's just a matter of economic survival. If you're, if you're going to be a painter, uh, you're not going to get very far with Grant and Sherman.
1: Well, I think that you could, uh, I don't think you'll sell as many copies of those things. At least that, I would imagine that the pieces that are advertised are the ones that the artists believe would do best. And what I did was count ads in all of these magazines and also look through the books. Each of these artists has published at least one book. Don Troiani has several, and Mark Kunzler has several. John Paul Strain has one. Dale Gallen has a big recent one and had a smaller, earlier one. So I I looked through those to see what the subjects were and and at the ads and talked to gallery owners and so forth. And and that was the, the picture that emerges is, if there's a much more vigorous market for Confederate topics, mostly Eastern, Lee Jackson Army in Northern Virginia, the one uh, Western figure who gets painted a lot is Nathan Bedford Forrest. He'd be the only one that that fits into this.
0: Now, I I would think the very medium itself would, would predispose toward a romanticized version of the war, because whereas in a movie you could go to see Uh, a two-hour film and it might have some brutal scene of of civilians being tormented or homes burned or women assaulted Uh, and you could stand that and come home but if you're going to put a picture on your wall that you're going to look at every day
1: it's not going to be an atrocity scene unless you're really (laughs) an unusual character. I'd, I'd stay away from someone who wanted to put atrocity scenes on their walls. Yes, I agree with you completely of course and I think the romantic dimension to this art is probably, I mean, from a from a purchaser's point of view, is probably very important. So you want a lot. So tickets Charge would be very important and is very important. I think the Irish Brigade combines a couple of possible markets, the Civil War market and the kind of professional Irish market. Uh, there are lots of Irish people in the United States. The Irish Brigade also had great green flags, which make them look different. Uh, I think there are, are different aspects, but there's no doubt that, Rome, that the romanticism, as you suggest, would be one of them.
0: And think. color is an interesting point. The, uh, the the Confederates are all multicolored, the butternut and
1: right. homespun,
0: as well as the various shades of gray. The Union guys are all the same damn blue color. They uh,
1: are, and, and other, other factors. I mean, Snow figures in uh, some of the more successful paintings because it's sort of a change of pace. Yes, there, there are artistic qualities as well as market considerations, I think, that come into play here. But the, the hard thing to explain, and I can't do this because I, I can't poll everybody who buys Civil War art, the good question to ask would be why, do you, why would you rather purchase a piece of Confederate-centered art than a piece of Union-centered art? Why do you want um, Lee at chancellorsville or jackson at chancellorsville instead of grant at vicksburg there are a lot of 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 lee and jackson things together but none as far as i could find uh of grant and sherman for example the other great command team really the greatest command team during the war Uh, i don't know whether part of it is i mean confederate flags are very prominent in a lot of this art maybe for some people with the confederate flag under assault in public places this is a way by hanging something on your wall at home where you don't have to worry about someone getting angry with you. I, I don't know, because uh, I, I didn't poll the purchasers.
0: Well, you know, it, it strikes me uh, there is colorful and, and and vibrant art that goes in the other direction that was produced in the 19th century.
1: Uh, in, in Mark Neely and Harold Holzer's work, uh, Yes, uh, Union the, image. Yeah, uh, the Union Image and the Confederate, th- Those, are, That's a great pair of books for anyone to look at who's interested in how the Civil War generation it, saw the war in prints and paintings. It, it really is. And the, the Union Image in
0: particular, there, there were a set of paintings um, by uh, de Thalstrup, that were yeah. made in the late 19th century. Yep. Louis Prang produced his lithographs. Yep. We had a set at the Lincoln Museum when I worked they're there.
1: They're great. They're, they're, they're absolutely marvelous. wonderful. And, I mean, they see, this is one of the striking things, Jerry, that the, the modern art that deals with Confederate subjects deals with almost exactly the same subjects that late 19th century Confederate things dealt with, Lee and Jackson, Chancellorsville, Gettysburg, the fight at the railroad cut at Second Bull Run, and so forth. But the Union art doesn't. Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain is invisible in 19th century art. He's not on anybody's radar screen. Philip Sheridan was a huge presence uh, in that art. He, he, as you know, is in two of the Prang uh, uh, lithographs, and he's yeah. in Kurtz and Allison, and he's in Courier and Ives. He's all over the place. He is virtually absent uh, in the modern art. So is Sherman. Uh, those, those wonderful Prang lithographs also deal with a lot of western topics western battles are in there Grant's and sherman's battles out west well those battles uh, there are more than 3 i mean there are literally hundreds of modern paintings/prints devoted to gettysburg you can count the ones devoted to vicksburg on your on your fingers it's just amazing
0: or and even the 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 chattanooga the lookout mountain the no. scenery have marvelous landscapes to portray
1: wonderful landscapes uh, that's but, right but we
0: don't find them today no. No, no. Well, that that is uh, a, a mystery. This, and this is completely disconnected from the academic portrayal of the Civil War today, where the Western completely, theater yes. is yep. is looked at. It's
1: completely disconnected. Um, the the West gets. I mean, there's still people who complain. i I'm, I'm sure that overall, the East still gets a little more attention than the West does, and probably always will. <laughs> But, but the West is very well represented in the literature now, both in terms of the individual armies. There have been major books on the Army of the Tennessee. Uh, there's even a very good one on the Army of the Ohio, I hear. I've heard about uh, that It's book. out there floating around. That's right. Uh, but, uh, I mean, a recent biography, another one of George H. Thomas Sherman mm-hmm. had repeated biographies in the late 90s and so forth. So the West is getting attention now from scholars, uh, uh, but not so much from artists.
0: Well, it really is. Uh, it is curious. My my law school roommate on the first day uh, many years ago brought in a portrait of Robert E. Lee to hang in in our uh, common room, and I remember thinking, you know, was was this a, a surrogate for a political statement, or was he just interested in history? Why Lee and not Grant?
1: Or, right, right.
0: Um, and and that ambiguity may
1: be intentional. It could be. No, it uh, it could be. It's. I think a lot of people. Uh, No, I mean, I just this is a question that I'm that I would love to be able to answer. Why is is the market uh, skewed this way? But I can't answer it. I do know that that's the way it is. I know what sells better, at least if if gallery owners and uh, uh, ads and so forth are an indication, that I'm sure they are.
0: And and I would agree with that.
1: I mean, Don Troiani had a very funny statement. He said that you know the perfect one would be to have. Lee and Jackson and the Irish Brigade in the snow and various other components. That's the one that everybody would want. And I think there's something to that. Uh, that no, there, there, There's something. Somebody will come up with that. Well,
0: as we're running a little short on time, but let me ask you, uh, what are you working on uh, uh, next? Where, where do we go from here?
1: I'm, I'm working on, I'm out at the Huntington working on a book that I'm going to call The American War, which is just going to be kind of my... Take on what I think is right and wrong with how the war is being interpreted now. And one of my major themes is going to be the, the absence of a, of a really good sense of, of how important Union was and why it was important.
0: Well, that will be something, something to look forward to. It would be useful to have a text that would help explain that. Um, but I guess we won't really get there until we have a movie that, that, that captures <laughs> That's that.
1: Right. That's but, right. That's what we really need. The, I'm not holding my breath.
0: No, no I, I mean the idea of, of, of how you would capture that what what visual image would, would give people that feeling, um, one more thought about this uh, Abraham Lincoln does not uh, feature no,
1: much. I deliberately didn 't didn 't deal with i think that's a, I think that 's a category all its own, and in fact i 'm going to write uh, and that 's something else i 'm going to do over the next oh six or seven months i 'm going to write an essay on Lincoln in film. There was a, a book not long ago uh, out on Lincoln. Uh, in film that doesn't come at it the way I would come at it, and that's something I'm looking forward to all the way back to the uh, to that 1930 uh, Abraham Lincoln that D.W. Griffith did uh, with Walter Houston yeah. and Lincoln. It's interesting that in that film, Philip Sheridan plays a key. Sheridan's ride is in that film.
0: People still knew who Sheridan was. They still knew who Sheridan was. The that's public right. knew that. Yep. And, and you could have a Sheridan tank uh, named after him in the You 60s, could have a
1: Sheridan tank. Which and today...
0: The- today would be a mystery too.
1: it i think even a sherman tank would be a mystery to to many people today yeah,
0: that's that's a, an unfortunate <laughs> change of things
1: and even poor grant i mean grant was this colossal figure through the 19th century and deep into the 20th century his tomb was still the most visited place in new york city down to the depression
0: but uh, and it has fortunately been refurbished in the yes, last yes yes decade or so. So there's there's that still to see. Well, Gary, it is always a pleasure talking with you. I appreciate your persistence in, in making this happen today and, and uh, really enjoyed it.
1: Thanks for the invitation.
0: And listeners, you'll want to get hold of Causes One Lost and Forgotten. Uh, I know you'll enjoy it too. And I want to thank you for listening to Civil War Talk Radio.